Presented by Popgoff. Demon Slayer Chronicles is a weekly Demon Slayer podcast where we dive into every episode of the anime alongside its characters, lore, and more. I am your host, Andrew Nimskern, and alongside me as always, I have James Graham and Dylan Beal. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. I was waiting for a better prompt. I was waiting for that 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 gotcha question, but I'm actually doing good. I'm excited yeah, to record these episodes because they're good ones. I was waiting to be scolded, honestly, but yeah, I'm here. I'm doing good. It scolded for what? What did, I, you, what did you do I wrong? I don't know, dude. Like, usually you just come in with some unprecedented heat. Just throwing Yeah, just bring in the fire. Yeah, dude. And me, me and poor Dylan just here all happy-go-lucky, and then Andrew just pow! Just right in the mouth I, every time. I really don't know what he's talking about. I feel like I've been a perfectly calm and gentle gentleman for the last Okay, first of all, of you are not a gentleman. Or a gentle gentleman. I don't know where, I don't know where this is coming from. It is just all around. I am a perfect human being. Uh, no problems. And I think you are attacking me right now. So I do not appreciate that. So instead of being attacked, I'm going to tell you guys to start the rigmarole. Um, well, if you want to join in on attacking Andrew with us, tell your friends <laughs> about it and leave a five star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on because it's super, super important that you do. So thank you so much. Or if you want to send them hate mail, you can hit us up on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact our poppedoff.com okay wow great episode great start guys <laughs> not like this is gonna go horribly wrong in it or anything but let's jump into episode 21 against corpse rules as Rui dies he's finally able to remember his human life he was born incredibly frail and rendered bedridden very shortly into his ripe life and muzan takes pity on him after discovering him and turns him into a demon giving him the strong body him and his family have always wanted one night his father tries to kill him and kill rui while in his sleep and his mother does nothing and just watches so he kills them both he always thought they were um they weren't real parents as parents are protected, supposed to protect their children no matter what but finally he right realizes thanks to his mother's last words that his planner his father actually did love him because he planned on committing suicide after killing him and that they truly did care about him because they're all going to be together in the afterlife all much more happier and he suppressed these memories and started his fake family after all this but they finally came back and as Rui as disintegrating he apologizes to his parents as he fades away and his spirit finally reunites with his parents. Giyu steps on Rui's clothing right after his body dissolves and Tanjiro pleads him not to. Tanjiro always kills demons without hesitation, but he does believe that they are an incredibly tragic being. Giyu recognizes uh, Tanjiro and Nesko from the first meeting a couple years ago, and Shinobu starts to run um, towards Nesko to cut off her head. Um, Tanjiro steps in front of Nesko, and Giyu also stops her sword um, to stop her from killing Nesko, and, tell, um, and Giyu tells the two to run. Um, Giyu continues to hold off. Uh, Shinobu while Tanjiro is running and then is knocked down by one of the girls from um, his final selection um, I'm sorry I'm getting so lost up in this um, Tanjiro is kicked to the ground by one of the slayers from his final selection um, Nezuko continued to run turning into baby Nezuko um, and is almost killed until Crow show up saying that the siblings should be taken into custody the whole group is gathered up including Zanetsu and Inosuke and they are brought to Butterfly Mansion for further treatment and 
um, Tanjiro's trial. Um, Tanjiro wakes tied up before all nine of the Hashira, the head swordsmen of the Demon Slayers. So, shorter recap, even though I stumbled through it and did horribly. Not much happened this episode, but I think we're going to kind of have it setting up for the next little arc of the implications of everything. Kind of seeing Gyu and maybe Shinobu. Unfortunately, we don't get to see a full fight between them, as cool as that would have been. But we also see Baby Nezuko, which is also the highlight of this entire episode. So, does anything else matter besides that? Uh, do, so, do we get a shot of, of the Hashira during this episode? Just just Gyu and Shinobu. We don't get the... Uh, we don't get the the um, the Hashira, I think, until later, I think. So, yeah. So I, forget, I think we... I, I forget where it ends exactly, like, the last, yeah, the it, last it, frame. Um, I think he wakes up and looks at the group the group of them, and then, like, we don't get introduced to them. Yeah, we see, pretty... we see them, though, right? Yeah, we yeah, do. He we... wakes okay, up and looks I've... at the line of them. I just want to say, going back to the conversation that we had uh, maybe, like, a, a couple weeks ago about this, um, I was just wrong, I guess, about the hair. Yeah, completely wrong. Because <laughs> we were yeah. talking, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's so cool. Because, like, you could kind of, like, get realistic hair from everyone. It's like, no, no, everyone just <laughs> bright orange, bright, like, baby blue hair. It's like, oh, okay. Cool. Orange, blue, pink. Pink and green. green. Pink, green, and the same hair. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's like the spot the, the strong characters challenge. It's that, like, oh. Yeah, that, I definitely struggled not to say anything during that because I'm like, God, you were so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's okay. I'm wrong all the time. Oh, yeah sorry buddy so but, one one thing i actually want to ask about um is uh what's with the memories so like 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 you you have you have the demons who can't really remember anything right when they're demons i think that's like the one of their main things on why they're they're bad quote yeah, unquote bad. yeah is that they have no recollection of like their past life or they have what does what does dying have to do with bringing memories back see i don't know and it's a reoccurring theme right like i mean basically like as they're like basically not even like as they're dying it's like once they've like once the you know their death warrants basically been sealed like you get this rush of flashbacks to like their past life so i don't know if that's something that's brought on by death that that's the only way they experience it but i mean we saw this with with Rui, we saw this with the um, the um, the uh, demon with the with the with the drums and stuff like that. Like, I mean, these are, I mean, with the demon with the drums, I guess was a little different because, like, well, I mean, we saw it, we saw it with like the first demon too, like the first like big mutated one. Yeah, like, we we were like always getting. So I'm so I'm wondering if like something with death like breaks. I don't know, like the curse, like whatever curse they have that has like blocks their memories. Because maybe it's just blocking their memories. Maybe they didn't lose it. It could be it. Like, oh, yeah. It sounded like for Rui more, like he talked about, like he suppressed these memories. Like, I think with some of them, I, I really feel like the drum uh, demon, like he definitely remembered all of it. That's kind of why he started like kind of taking it easier on Tanjiro. Yeah. Is that like he remembered those memories. So I think like with Rui he killed his parents and he realized that he was actually the bad guy there and that they did love him. Like, I think that's something that, like he was emotionally scarred. So he suppressed them. And now kind of seeing Tanjiro and Nesco, the first time where a real family is for the very long time. And, um, kind of having his life flash before his eyes as he dies could also be something that kind of helps. Like, I don't know if the demon actually, um, blocks there emotions or memories but 
it kind of seems like that but i think with uh, rui and the drum demon they're both different but they both were 12 kazuki at least one at one point they were so maybe that's a little different that they have more control over what they remember yeah i, I guess because i guess with the other ones that we've seen killed like i mean we don't we don't always get it and i don't know if that's whether it pertains to like the relevance in the story like that's the only reason we're getting it like it could be totally unrelated and like why we're getting it and we're just being led into this additional part of their life because like they're more crucial to the plot whereas like the uh the, the like the watery like murky demon like we didn't get this with him at all and he was like oh he was like you know his whole two episodes right so i mean like I don't, like, there's not, there's consistency, but there's not at the same time, you know what I mean? So here's another question. How do you think Muzan, uh, like, picks out these demons? Because, like, it's not, it's not super clear that he's just going out and just, like, like, just killing random people and making random people demons. Like, he, like, shows up to Rui's house and is like, I'm gonna do this. Like, how, how do you think he identifies these kinds of people and, like, can he sense that they're going to be really strong? Is he kind of just, like, walking around, just, like, guessing on a bunch of them? No. So, if you remember back to the episode in the alley, where the amount of blood he gives when he, like, shicks uh, that, his finger, like, into that one girl's head and makes it explode, um, the amount of blood he gives to someone, the more powerful they get. But not everyone can take that amount of blood. So, I don't, he, I don't think... He's able to know if someone can a take his blood beforehand, especially if they're human already. Um, but no, like, like all the demons in Rui's family, he gave them his blood because that made them stronger. So the amount of blood they consume of Muzan, the more powerful they get. So that's kind of how he decides the twelve Kazuki. Well, no, much... I, I mean the the question though is like, I know he could like arbitrarily decide like how much blood to give and see if they're going to be strong enough to be a twelve uh, Kazuki, but like. How does this, like, he just, like, goes out and does this. Like, this isn't just, like, a, a finding a random person. It's, like, very clinical about how he's doing it. Because, like, he shows up at their house and it's like, I can help. Like, it's, do you think this is the same with all of them? Is he looking for vulnerable people, maybe? Because, like, that seems like it would be good, right? It's like you kind of, like, find the vulnerable people and kind of snatch them up, right? Well, yeah, that was, that was what I was going to say. was that it seems to be more of, like, he he's drawn to, like, weakness and, and like, and then tries to like you know basically capitalize on it by giving these weak people strength right and then basically like you know they're so desperate that they're just gonna want they're like i mean i don't think muzan cares either way he's either gonna make you a demon or kill you so i feel like he might be drawn to the weakness causing him to give them the power but i don't know like i, I like the dynamics of it don't seem like super fleshed out despite the fact that like yeah he's going into people's houses like he's finding people in very vulnerable states right so, I don't know if that's just a coincidence, or he's trying this with pretty much anybody, and he's just, like, you know, and we just don't see that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not really sure. They haven't really touched on it too much, and there, yeah, there's no scientific reason we can kind of put behind it, I think. He's been live for hundreds of years or whatever, so maybe he just kind of does what he wants. Like, now, and now he's tried do, making all the strong people demons. Now he wants to make kind of the weaker people demons, and just kind of so, um, sorting those out, asking peoples and downs of people that are in bad situations i don't know they'd be curious to kind of know um because apparently he also leads like a he also leads like a double life too so i mean like there is like there is quite a few uh like like tidbits of information that we've only been given but it's never enough to be like a, a whole thing for him right 
And how long has he lived that double life, though? Is because he yeah. lived a really long life, and they are clearly human. So it's like, is this a new thing? Does he do this all the time? Does he switch lives? Like once, like you know, that life quote unquote expires when it's supposed to. Yeah, just to just to keep with like consistency or something like that. Yeah, we got questions. We got questions that need answer, guys. And, I... and by that, I mean you guys probably know the answers to all these questions already. But I don't. <laughs> I have these questions. I'm gonna need answers one day. What we need is your I, – I, I have a question for you. I need to know what you think of Baby Nezuko or Shrunk Nezuko. Yeah, right? What a, it's so adorable. Like, um, I've seen, um, I guess, just, like, art, like, on Reddit or whatever of, like, this, like, chibi little tiny Nezuko. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They just drew her tiny and cute. Nope, it just happens in the show. <laughs> no, it's it literally – it's canon. <laughs> it's, like, that's, that's not headcanon. That's canon. Yeah. Yep. Literally the most two memorable like parts of the entire anime come in back to back episodes. Pretty yeah, much. seriously. The baby Nezgo and then the uh, flame dance. So I, it's yeah, it's always favorite. It it always just makes me smile seeing baby Nezgo. I don't know why. I just love it. And, it's and, like, and I also love it's the uh, she has like the little dot eyes too. I love when they <laughs> give Nezgo the dot eyes. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's so funny too because like Nezuko, you only get like sounds. You don't actually get like words or anything like that. So you just hear her like like hustling the entire time. It's just uh, it's so good. It's such a good little scene, and it look it's even better because uh, it's not Shinobu chasing her, but it like it, it appears to be like Shinobu's disciple that's chasing her, and then she's got such a like a plain look on her face too. So you got these two plain characters just chasing each other around. It's so good. So, but so yeah, we are introduced to the final member of the final selection group though now. And I guess we don't have my yeah, I guess we don't have much really done. Was that what kind of point you're going to go yeah, into? Yeah, I want to talk about that because we saw that like um, clearly like a lot of uh, teachers like have students and then you send them to training and whatnot. And we saw um, who Shinobu sent to training. But let me paint a scenario just because it sounds sick. Imagine the same world except Orokodaki, Giyu, um, and Tanjiro just rolling deep. <laughs> just like with their water forms killing demons together as a crew how sick would that be give me give me the give me the legacy episode give me give me all that that would be good yeah i like that i mean you have a chance of Giyu and tanjiro going together at least which is still cool better two is better than one yeah but i don't know i i like old like the the strong old man though maybe some strong old man stuff yeah we need, we need. Wait, I actually i i really do like the 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 whole like breathing thing and that we're starting to see like schools of it now it's like people are sharing the ability and like uh, like there's three people that do water and then we know there's two people that do uh lightning or thunder like i i don't i think that's really cool because like it 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 initially seems like it's so like identity focused around one person um that it's cool when the the world opens up a little bit like that mm, yeah because you actually yeah it actually becomes like like in i mean most of the members still share those like those character specific traits but it's still really cool to see, like, how, like, I think we kind of really talked about it between Giyu and Tanjiro, is that, yeah, it's the same school and it's still character specific, but it's how the character makes it, like, a part of their identity, you know what I mean? How it manifests with them. Still, like, you know, working from the same school, but just making it their own. So, I think, I think it's a really nice additional piece of the, uh, of the world they create. The uh, yeah no the the uh, the other thing I like to bring up too is uh, how Shinobu likes to remind poor Giyu that he doesn't have friends and nobody likes him. <laughs> she's mean. What she, the hell? She's the best ongoing thing of the entire series. Like I'll tell you, like this is one of the ongoing gags 
very similar to the Inosuke one. And these two in tandem are great. Yeah, poor Giyu, man. He just like. I he... also like how he's kind of just a dumb boy. <laughs> he's so dumb. And he's just like, he wait, is. what? Like, what? My people don't like me? Yeah. Every every cut to him and Tanjiro, like the really hard lines of just them being like shocked, like like, it's just it's so good. But I I also love the fact that he gets her in like a reverse headlock, like by the end of it, and he's just like holding her there. It's uh like it because because it, it's like. It's almost like that, like sibling rivalry kind of thing, and until she like brings up the boot blade. But I mean, like that's. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the whole thing is it's great, and I think, um, yeah, we obviously start to see getting Giyu fleshed out a lot more. We see the Hashira at the end too, so I think this episode and next episode specifically, we're going to be getting just a lot of more character development about. Especially Giyu and Shinobu, we didn't really know much about before. We learned a little bit more about them this episode, next episode as well. We're just going to be dumped with characters, I'm assuming, at this point. Um, that it's definitely time to, like, okay, time to expand the character pool a little bit. It's just kind of what I took these episodes as. It's like, okay, we've seen Shinobu's disciple. We've seen the two Hashira be brought in. We're being brought to the other Hashira. So... What, are you guys excited about the character pool just expanding very quickly when we had such a small one the last couple, I mean, pretty much the first 20 episodes? Or do you worry having such a bigger cast might take away from some of the specialty of the show? Uh, I think the show's done a good job of handling its roster that you don't feel overwhelmed. Like, I mean, they re- I think they really could have introduced you into to way more people um, if they wanted to. But I think, like, yeah, we're going to get, like, this big introduction of people and then it's going to get real small again. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't think they're just going to be like, here's a bazillion people. Have fun keeping track of everybody. Right. Here's a 20-man combat squad rolling into yeah. every day. And you have, like, conflicting personalities and, like, all these character dynamics and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's going to be one of those things where um, you get hinted. So, so, basically similar to the final selection where you get, like, these three, like, these three other characters and you're like, oh shit! Like, what's like, you know, what's that guy about? What's she about? All that stuff. And then you just get, then we just got Zenitsu, and that was it, right? <laughs> oh, and lucky us, we just got Zenitsu. How lucky are we? But um, anything else from the episode you really want to talk about? The kind of more I look into it, I'm like, not too many talking points from this episode. Like, I mean, we can get into Ryu's or uh, Rui's backstory if we want to, but like, I mean, like, I don't think any of us really I, want. I to. thought it was a little unnecessary. Like, I. I, I like I like Rui, right? But like it felt like there was just so much because it was just like it was the episode of him fighting and then the episode of him with his backstory and, and being a demon and then the backstory of the backstory. It's like it, it went on a little bit too long for me, especially since like the fight was kind of done. Like I was ready for it to be done and it just like kept going a little bit. Yeah, James, that's actually kind of rolls into the topic pretty well, doesn't it? It does, yeah, and that's kind of why I brought it up, because I thought we could have a discussion leading into the topic. But we'll just jump right into the topic, which is, uh, you know, are we getting sad, uh, are we getting sick of, like, the, the repetitive, tragic backstories of demons, right? Like, I mean, we kind of seen this in an, in an argument between Giyu and Tanjiro, basically the two the two thought processes of demons, basically, either they're cold-blooded killers or they're, they're tragic creatures, right? Um, and... The man, or the, the the anime is really just kind of making us think that they're all tragic because we basically get a backstory episode for most of these guys, right? And it's always just like, oh my god, like I was super weak, like then Muzan came and like bailed me out, and then you know, but I was like neglected and picked on when I was a kid, and my parents didn't love me. 
Like, are we getting sick of that? Or do we just want a bad dude who became a badder dude or chick? doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not picky at this point. Um, you know, who just became this super badass demon. Like, do we, like, is, 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 is the trope being beaten to death at this point? Not even the trope, the theme, I guess. I think it's weird, but I almost think you lose some of Tanjiro's character without it, but I would be fine if it went away. Because we see Tanjiro as very caring. He cares about everything. He had trouble killing demons right away. He cared about Rui even after he disapparated. Like, if you don't care for the demons at all, and they're just straight up badass murdering things, like, Tanjiro caring for them works but doesn't work as much of when Tanjiro smells despair on Rui so that makes him care about him more and that makes him defend him more so I feel like he lose some of that caring side of the Tanjiro character if the demons don't actually seem like halfway decent humans put into bad situations so in that sense I feel like that helps flush out uh, Tanjiro and make it believe like that he's the kindest person ever and works so well because of the despair in the demons but at the same point, like, I agree with what Dylan was bringing up a little bit, going back to his discussion, is that it's, we just feel like we got so much on Rui. Like, I feel like I know more about Rui than I know about Inosuke or Tanjiro or really anyone that I care more about knowing about. Even Shinobu. Like, I'd rather have a Shinobu back episode at this point than another episode going on to um, Rui. As much as I love the fight, the character, the whole pack, I feel like the third like another half of an episode to start this episode just felt like so much and I felt like that could have kind of been combined with the family time like he realizes how badly he treated his fake family and realizes that was part of because of his real family all in one episode I don't know it felt like a little too much for me too I agree with that I think I like I said before I, I think this episode or these episodes did too much of Rui um but I really liked the theme I think it's a really good theme thing because like I mean humans are, are tragic right there is not there's not very many people who are just evil to, for the sake of evil I mean like people are people um and bad things have happened to them and, and most of the time it's kind of tragic like the stuff that's happening to them it's like they're most of the time they're weak people they're sad people. They're people at a very vulnerable time in their life where they got taken advantage of by Muzan, who just swooped in there, took advantage of that weakness, and basically put things in place to make them evil. Because we see that very clearly because of their 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 suppressing the memories or whatever's going on and how they act right as they're dying. It's like, oh, they lost some agency in their life. And that's what's making them do all, do all these bad things. And I think it's a I think it's a good theme. I, I, I like I like the theme a lot, but the question is where does it go from here? Um, I think it's pretty solid theme, um, and we we even got like words to it in this episode of where they they finally like start saying like oh they're just tragic, like these demons are tragic beings or whatever, and uh, we actually get words to it. So it's like, what can we do with it? And and I think that's that's what I want them to drill into. I don't want just this to happen. I don't know for three more seasons um i want them to explore it in like an interesting way um so that it goes somewhere because if it's just like we're gonna kill this big bad dude we're gonna realize that he's sad in some way and just move on to the next over and over what's what's the point like i i, I think they need to go somewhere with it and i hope that they do and i i i have i have i have faith that they'll do they'll do something interesting with it but it's not like it's not something that you're in, essentially sick of yet it's just like 
You just need to see some growth with it. Yeah, I need to see some growth with it oh. for sure. Okay, good to know. I I like yeah, like like I said earlier, like I'd ra- like Dylan, you re- you made a really good point that inherently that most people aren't just born like horrible people. So like I mean, usually like there is some tragedy to pretty much every one of these characters. Um, I don't know though, dude. I'd still like I'd still just like somebody who's like a little conniving, like like just like on the baseline. You know what you, I mean? You have one. It's Muzan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, somebody who's not like the the end game. You know what I mean? Like give me somebody else that's conniving, right? But uh, yeah, no, that's really that's really all I really have to say about it. But I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it, so that's good to know. I wasn't sure where everybody stood on this. Yeah, it's an interesting topic, and just kind of thinking about what Dylan's saying is, yeah, seeing the growth of the concept is something that, yeah, I, I really agree with. Like, yeah, I'm not sick of it, and I feel like it's an important part of Tanjiro, but I think it needs to eventually evolve into something more of just being, like, a character trait booster for Tanjiro, and actually take advantage of them being tragic demons, and what they're trying to con- are you trying to convey life lessons to the viewers with these are you trying to help show a different view of the world like what are you trying to do with these backstories i agree that's such a really good point dylan that i haven't thought of mm. yeah, yeah yeah um yeah no that, that's pretty much it the, the, like you know i just i just wasn't sure if we were starting to get sick of like the tanjiro who basically you know gives these people redemption reads them the last right you know preacher preacher tangera i guess but no yeah yeah i agree it's a good topic thank you james yeah no problem but dylan take us away here's a taisho secret and a two for one today because one of them is a little bit short and the other one i don't know if i brought it up before so we'll just say it's a two for one <laughs> um so in this episode we uh these past couple episodes we were introduced to the kakushi um, the, the, and the, we, the medical? we see them quite a bit um and just wanted to let you know that the little 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 character on the back that's their name it means hidden which is very appropriate because they they're literally in in a special uniform that's kind of like covering them up and they do seem like kind of like the hidden part of the corpse right Mm. yeah 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 yeah, because they like okay go ahead and i'll give you the other one right now do you know who voices giyu in the english dub it's our boy, Johnny Young Bosch. Do you know what Johnny Young Bosch was in? Do you know what he's he's voiced? Is that Avatar? It was literally that from Avatar? everything. Yeah, no, jo- yeah, Johnny Young Bosch is everything. everything. Yeah, he was he was Ichigo in Bleach. Um, he has been in uh Mobile Suit Gundam, several of them. Uh, he was in Promare recently this year. He's even he was even in My Hero Academia: Heroes Rising. That this dude has been been the main voice of characters since like 2001. He's been voicing characters. Wow. He's in literally everything you can think of. He's in Trigun. Uh, he's in Gurren Logan. He's in Eureka Seven, Full Metal Alchemist, Naruto, Samurai Champloo. Uh, he's in Pokemon. He's in Fate Zero. He's he's literally in everything. The and range I just of to this say, man. It's appropriate. It's appropriate. He doesn't have range. He has zero <laughs> range. He plays this. It's the same voice. And that's how you know it's him, because it's his voice. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to give a shout, because I know we we really um, we really like Giyu in this household. So We do. Shouts out to Giyu for having uh, the, the goat voice actor. Yeah, the OG, dude. Oh, my God. That's great. So no, you've not given that one before, but that's fine. I, I love learning voice actors. There's And, and just again, seeing how 
few it feels like they're hard especially for the dubs well i find i find when people do everything i find especially like once you find out somebody who like who the voice actor is you immediately go to their page and you're like wait a second he's like all of these characters right like and then with johnny on you just keep going down and you just keep scrolling and yeah it, and, it and then now that you know it's him um you'll start going into stuff and you'll hear his voice and instantly go that's that's johnny young bosch <laughs> i could do that with matt mercer and that's about the only person i could do it with at this point that's the only one i know well enough it's not uh, a bad one though awesome is there anything else we want to talk about or wrap up this episode with uh no i think we're good perfect then with that thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of demon slayer chronicles yeah, guys, uh, make sure to tell your friends about the Demon Slayer Chronicles and hit us with that five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Make sure you check out poppedoff.com. And if you would just want to send us pictures of Johnny Young Bosch, go to twitter.com slash popped underscore off to do that. But with that, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, and we'll see you all back here next Wednesday. I'm